Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today is Monday, April the 12th, and my mission as MLA for Cumberland North continues to serve the people, to build unity and trust, to influence legislation and public policy for the greater good, to educate and help build capacity to promote our people and our area, and build a world-class healthcare system and improve our population health. This last week in politics uh, was certainly a very busy week in the legislature. Most days we sat until uh, 11 p.m. It was a sad day on Friday morning when we all woke to learn the passing of His Royal Highness, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. I express my condolences to Her Majesty the Queen and the royal family. This past week was busy both in the constituency office as well as in the provincial legislature. In our constituency office, we received a lot of phone calls pertaining the COVID-19 vaccine, the Nova Scotia-New Brunswick border problems, lack of access to family physicians, and lack of access again to psychiatrists. This has been another week that has caused many people living in Cumberland North problems due to the New Brunswick provincial border restrictions. I find that anger is mounting as the COVID numbers are low and people continue to be locked out of the neighboring province to attend surgical procedures, medical appointments, and being prevented from seeing family and loved ones. And it seems that since the outbreak in northern New Brunswick and Edmonston, that the restrictions that were already in place were actually further uh, strengthened and which has caused um, a fair amount of further anguish. I've had business people who have been in the past approved to enter New Brunswick for work being refused in the last two weeks for what before seemed like very valid reasons. And then all last week, I tried to help a a woman named Judy Robinson-Smith to be able to attend her own daughter's funeral. Judy's daughter died unexpectedly, and the province, the government of New Brunswick, refused to allow her to enter the province to attend the celebration of life for her daughter, which was this past Saturday. She was unable to be with her grandchildren, unable to attend her own daughter's funeral. It's still actually... Uh, it's very upsetting for me that I was not able to help this this uh, mother uh, who is grieving at this time. I asked for compassion for this mother and unfortunately uh, was not able to convince anyone in the neighboring province of New Brunswick or even in our own province of Nova Scotia to try and help uh, help this mother. This week has also been overshadowed by much frustration by people who were unable to schedule appointments to receive their COVID-19 vaccination. Over a week ago, the age was lowered to anyone 70 years of age and older could book their vaccines. But soon thereafter, there were very, very few vaccine appointments available here in Cumberland. Last weekend and Easter weekend, I received messages, phone calls um, all weekend long with people who were very upset that there were no appointments for them to book. Certainly, the supply did not meet the demand. And after doing some digging last week, I found out that there was vaccine allotted to Amherst that had been reallocated 
to the Halifax area. I was not happy about this at all and questioned the government on Friday, uh, actually on Thursday, in question period, and since have been strongly advocating for an increase of vaccines to be brought here to Cumberland for our people. I do want to say thank you to all the pharmacists, all the nurses, physicians, and all the staff that have been working, many of them, extra hours on top of their normal scheduled hours to administer the vaccines that have been allotted here in Cumberland. And I am continuing to advocate for, again, for more vaccines to be coming here to make sure that we are receiving our fair share and that our supply meets the demand. So we still are still in the spring sitting of the legislature and our progressive Conservative Party has tabled many pieces of legislation so far far this session. If you're interested in taking a look at them, you can Google Nova Scotia Legislature PC bills. We are focusing a great deal on the need to improve access to health care services, also through reducing wait times for surgeries, increasing long-term care beds, as well as improving access for mental health services. One piece of legislation that we tabled as a party last week uh, was tabled by our leader, Tim Houston, is called the Efficiency Operating Room Act. And I did have an opportunity to speak to this bill. If you are interested, you can go on my Facebook site uh, or on the website and go to last week's uh, update and you'll be able to take a listen to that speech. I also tabled a bill last week in support of new mothers, new and expectant mothers. Long before the pandemic hit us, the Liberal government have canceled prenatal classes and many, much of the in-home supports for new mothers, which I believe was a wrong decision. I believe we should be doing all that we can to support our new mothers and to make sure that all the education and support is there for them, both pre and postnatally. And this bill does would support that if the Liberals will bring it forth and vote on it. Last week in politics, the previous week was a marathon. We had law amendments committee from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. I was mainly hearing presentations for the Biodiversity Act, which in its initial presentation uh, had allowed the government to go onto any private land, declare biodiversity emergency orders, and fine private landowners up to half a million dollars. Liberals did make some significant changes to the bill, uh, watered it down significantly after they had a lot of pressure from within their own Liberal caucus. But the bill does still uh, allow the government the ability to intrude on private land in one section. So our party did put forth some amendments that would make this biodiversity bill only applicable to Crown lands. But unfortunately, the the Liberals did not support our amendments the bill will go through third reading, likely tomorrow on Tuesday. We continue to ask questions to different ministers of departments through the process called budget estimates. So far, I've had the opportunity to ask questions to the ministers for the Departments of Agriculture, Health, and Education, and we'll continue on this week with several other departments. Pandemic update in many parts of the world and even here in Canada, we're seeing what many are calling a third wave of the pandemic. The COVID-19 virus is mutating, which means changing, and the variants are becoming more contagious, which means it is transmitting easier from person to person. Our numbers continue to be low here in Nova Scotia 
And we have much, much to be thankful for as we're watching uh, a strong third wave of this pandemic occurring throughout Western and Central Canada. Our goal here in Nova Scotia is to get our population vaccinated against this virus as quickly as possible. And certainly in this spring sitting of the legislature, there's lots of criticism and challenges to the current immunization for COVID-19 plan here in Nova Scotia. We would like to see some of our high-risk citizens, uh, residents of Nova Scotia being considered to be vaccinated, people with uh, high-risk immunocompromised conditions, as well as people that are putting themselves in risks every day, people like our long-haul truckers. The vaccine plan here in Nova Scotia is still based solely on age, and on Friday, the government lowered the age to anyone 65 years of age and older are eligible to schedule the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine here in Nova Scotia. Now, we've been having a lot of problems with access to appointments here in Cumberland, and I know it's not just here, it's around the entire province. It would appear that there is some challenges with supply, that some vaccines that were scheduled to arrive the previous week did not arrive. I was told 23,000 vaccines uh, that were scheduled to arrive here in Nova Scotia did not actually make it. So there are some challenges with with a secure vaccine supply, provided that the vaccine supply does arrive here in Nova Scotia. We are supposed to have vaccine clinics here next week, and those appointments should be opening up this week. So please call at one 797 7772 to book your vaccine. The phone lines are open 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week. The best way, though, to book your vaccine appointment once appointments are available is online. And you can do so by going to novascotia.ca, coronavirus, book your vaccination appointment. Now, if anyone's listening and you have a loved one that is 65 years of age and older that may not be computer savvy or may, in fact, not even have your own computer, please consider reaching out and helping uh, anyone that you know should be making sure that they get their vaccine. I also had a retired nurse make a great suggestion to me on the weekend, and she suggested that we set up some help centers, some volunteer help centers for those in our community that may not be able to book their appointment themselves. If you're interested in being a volunteer for a help center to book vaccine appointments, please call my office at 902 661-2288. I'd like to set up some help centers from two to four uh, each afternoon. I'd like to ideally set them up in several communities throughout Cumberland North. So if you're interested in helping us out, set up some volunteer centers to help people book their vaccine appointments, please reach out to my office and we'd love to have your help. I've had a few people reach out to me because they know of people in our community that should have had their vaccines by now and have not been able to book their appointments. So I am worried about people in our community that may not have the ability to book their own vaccine appointment and are really need some help and support. So if you're interested in helping us set up these volunteer centers, please, again, give my office a call. We're going to be setting up and organizing a schedule with some computers. And again, my office phone number is 902-661-2288. 
Nova Scotia has 40 active cases of COVID-19 as of Monday morning and had five new cases on Sunday. There continues to be no active cases of COVID-19 in the Cumberland area. New Brunswick has 148 active cases of COVID-19 as of Monday morning and had nine new cases uh, diagnosed on Sunday. New Brunswick continues to have a small area of zone four in the red zone, which means anyone living in the red zone, which is near Edmonston area of New Brunswick, northern New Brunswick, near the Quebec border, uh, is restricted from moving in or out of that red zone. And, and that is an area of lockdown to try to prevent any further spread of the COVID-19 virus. I would like to send birthday greetings and anniversary wishes to anyone celebrating this week, including on Monday, we have Marilyn Kinnear and April Vansnick celebrating birthdays. On Tuesday, Laura Allen and Mr. Doug Butts. On Wednesday, Corey Hunter, Kelly Chevery, and Roger Baker celebrating birthdays. On Thursday, Jasmine Rector. Jasmine's a beautiful uh, woman. She's an esthetician. She used to work for me at Marisbon Wellness Center. Uh, wishing Jasmine a happy birthday on Thursday, as well as Amy Menzies and Tanya Tuttle Camo. And Tanya just recently organized a uh, fundraiser for Teresa Irving, uh, a woman living in Tidnish Head who is battling cancer right now. And Tanya organized a fundraiser raising over $6,000 to help support Teresa and her partner, Steve Logia, during the, through this difficult time. So sending extra special birthday greetings to Tanya Tottlecomo for Thursday. On Friday, Carol Blair Coulter is celebrating a birthday, as well as my beautiful niece, Emma Gould, and Steve Canning. And on Saturday, Priscilla Casey and Paul Mundell are celebrating birthdays. I would like to send my condolences and sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, and especially would like to mention two gentlemen who have passed recently, uh, Mr. Dan Casey. Many of you listening would know, would have known Dan. He owned Casey Realty, which was in downtown Amherst. They managed uh, many properties in our community. I got to know Mr. Casey back around 2009 on a more intimate level when I made a decision to move uh, Damaris Spa and Wellness Center to downtown Amherst and got to spend a lot of time with with Dan. He loved to see new business ideas. He loved to see businesses grow. He loved to see our town do well. And I know he mentored and was a friend to many business people, uh, myself included. And it made me very sad to see his passing. And I know he was an incredible father and grandfather, and will be missed by deeply, very deeply, by his family, but also by our community. And I certainly want to extend my sympathies to his family and friends at this time. And also, we lost another uh, gentleman who was a very integral part of our business community, uh, Mr. Borge George Jorgensen, and he was one of the founders of uh, Jorgensen and Bickerton, an accounting firm in downtown Amherst, and I want to send my sympathies to the family and friends of Mr. Jorgensen at this time, and everyone, all of those, uh, Denise Smith, 
Mark Milner, and everyone else working at Jorgensen and Bickerton. I'm sure that this is a very difficult time for all of them. I would like to extend my gratitude to Mr. Ron Bickle, as well as CFDA 107.9 for providing me with this opportunity to share with you my weekly constituency update and sending Mr. Ron Bickle best wishes as well as he continues to heal from a recent fracture. As your MLA, I will continue to serve you this this week. We'll be going into likely our final week of the spring sitting of the legislature. We'll be continuing to work on budget estimates. Uh, Monday, I will be doing law amendments committee starting at 9 a.m. going through most of the day. And Monday evening from 5 until midnight, we're scheduled to be sitting in the legislature, although it will be virtually for myself, but we will be continuing to work continuing to work in this hybrid legislative model. On Tuesday, we will be continuing in the legislature, and on Wednesday morning, I will be starting in a new role as chair of the Public Accounts Committee, so looking forward to that. And then the remainder of the week will be continuing with the legislative work for the spring sitting of the legislature. As I finish off today, I'd like to say thank you and congratulations to Mr. Greg Harrett, who has recently accepted a position with the municipality of the County of Cumberland as the new CAO. Mr. Harrett has served the town of Amherst for the last 23 plus years and really has provided a consistent foundation for the town of Amherst's financial management. So personally, I would like to thank Mr. Greg Harrett and extend my gratitude and congratulations for his years of service to the town of Amherst. I also want to share my excitement for him and for the County of Cumberland for the years ahead. I'm looking forward to positive change throughout our region and a real spirit of collaboration and growth. I think that given Mr. Greg Harrett's experience with the town of Amherst and knowing the potential that the County of Cumberland has working in collaboration with the other two municipalities of the town of Amherst and the town of Oxford, we are going to accomplish amazing things. We are the Atlantic Gateway Corridor. We are the center of the Maritimes. We are the connector for the Maritimes with the rest of the country. And we have so much potential. And I really look forward to working with all three municipalities, including Mr. Greg Harrod in his new role as CAO for the county of Cumberland. I hope everyone will have a great week ahead. Remember to take good care of yourself and remember to look out and take care of one another as well. These are challenging times, but together we will get through them stronger. Reach out, help your neighbor, help your friend, and be there for one another. I am here for you. Please call my office anytime, 902-661-2288. My staff and I are here to serve you, and we will do everything in our power to help you and to make our community stronger.